Secret number five, traffic that you own. Those numbers couldn't be right, could they? I thought as I did the math again. If I had 10,000 people on my list and I was selling a $50 product, if just 1% of them bought a product from me, I mumbled under my breath, 1% of 10,000 people is 100 people times $50 that hit me. I'd make $5,000, right? No, no, that can't be right, can it? I hadn't made that much money so far this year, let alone from sending one email. But wait, what if I had 100,000 people and sold the same product? That'd be $50,000. And that was if just 1% of the people I sent an email to actually bought a product from me. But what do the numbers look like if 2% buy? $100,000? Whoa, that's more money than most people make in a year. I must be doing these numbers wrong. But even after running the numbers a second time, I came up with the same results. Then a new idea flew into my head and I was so excited that my hands literally started shaking. The words that were in my head couldn't stay there any longer and I actually started to say them out loud. Wait, this is from just one campaign. What if I did it once per month or once per week or even once per day? Is that even possible? Suddenly I realized that I was still in class. Even though the bell had rung 15 minutes earlier, the teacher was gone and most of the kids, outside of a few people lingering who were talking about their plans for the weekend, Luckily, no one was close enough to hear what I was actually saying to myself. I felt like I was just given something illegal, some type of insider trading where no matter how I did the math, as long as I focused on this one thing, I was going to win. I looked around for those few people still in the room just long enough to know that no one was even aware that I was there. And then I half smiled and started writing again. As I was scratching numbers on the back of a pad of paper, I had one of those experiences. You know what I'm talking about? That feeling where you found something that was just too good to be true, but no matter how many ways you looked at it, you couldn't disprove it. I had stumbled upon the key that could change everything for me. I was just trying to figure out how to play the game of online marketing when I came across a short reply to a forum post online regarding if people were really making money online or if it was all just a big scam. I wish I knew who this author was so that I could thank him for this insight. Well, I can no longer find the original post and went a little something like this. Every so often I hear the skeptics ask this question and I always smile because I know that they don't understand how leverage works. They're used to working eight hours a day and getting paid for those hours. If they want to make $100,000 per year, they have to make at least $50 per hour, work 40 hours per week for at least 50 weeks per year. When they hear about the gurus online making $100,000 in a weekend, it doesn't make any sense to them and they think it's a scam, but it's actually quite simple. When someone has spent the time to build a list of followers of 10,000, 100,000, or a million plus people, they can send an email out to that list selling a product. To make $100,000, they only need a small percentage of those people to buy the product. Yet to someone working the hourly wage, it would take them all year to earn that amount. Recently, I sent an email to my list of 32,000 subscribers and offered them a chance to buy one of my $37 eBooks. Of those 32,000 people, only 232 of them decided to purchase, just 0.7%. But that put a quick $8,584 into my pocket. That would have taken the skeptics more than 171 hours at $50 per hour to earn the same that I did from less than 15 minutes writing the email and sending it out to my list. My heart was beating out of my chest. I needed a list and I wanted it now. I turned to Google and started searching for the how. The next day, I learned all the secrets about how to send mass emails. I purchased the software, got the computer set up. Mass emails used to be sent directly from a computer. And all that was left was I needed a list of email addresses to plug into the software and I'd be rich. So where do people get these lists? I couldn't understand that part of the puzzle. So I went back to good old Google for the answer. Within a few searches, I found the Honeypot, a website that would sell me a CD with over 1 million spam-free email addresses. I didn't know how they got them, but they guaranteed me that they were spam-free, so I was in. I sent them the money and patiently waited for the CD to arrive. Everything seemed so easy. Each step was falling into place. Why wasn't everyone doing this? Was I missing something? I waited and I waited for the means to test my theories, but the days turned into weeks and nothing showed up. 
I emailed the company asking them when I'd get the CD, but I didn't get a response back. Had I fallen for a scam? Where was my list? And then it happened. After a long day at school and an even longer day at wrestling practice, I got home late, beat up and tired. My wife, Colette, was working two jobs to support her jobless student athlete at the time, and she was worn out too. I walked through the door, gave her a kiss, but right before I sat on my couch for a few much-needed minutes of rest before starting on my homework, I saw it. On the kitchen countertop was a cardboard envelope just big enough to hold a CD. All of my tiredness disappeared and excitement flooded into my body as I ran over, ripped it open, and held in my hands the CD that would guarantee my freedom. One million names and email addresses of people who wanted to send me money for cool stuff I was going to sell them. I quickly started spewing out what I had written down a few weeks earlier to try to explain to Colette what this thin desk meant to us. This has a million people's email addresses on it. If we send out an email selling a $50 product and just 1% buy, I grabbed a pad of paper and a pen and calculated the math again. 1% of 1 million people is 10,000 people. 10,000 people times $50 is 500,000, a half a million dollars. What? Colette asked. I know half a million dollars seems like a lot. So let's just say it's 10% of that. That's still $50,000. That's almost double what we made last year from just one email. We could literally send out emails every week. And then I dropped the bomb. Colette, you should go and quit your job tomorrow. There's no way that this could fail. Even if just a fraction of that 1% buys, we're going to be rich. My wife probably tried to talk some sense into this husband of hers, but I don't remember much of what she said because I was too busy running to the computer. I unplugged our phone line, I plugged it into my modem in the wall, and I started writing the email. I wrote about an amazing product I had yet to create and ended the email with a buy now link to my personal PayPal account. I loaded the email addresses in where all I had to do was click send. I sat there for a minute, visualizing what was about to happen. I did the math one last time in my head, and then I took a deep breath, smiled, and clicked send. Zero out of a million emails sent. One out of a million emails sent. Five. Nine. Twenty-one of a million emails sent. It was going a lot slower than I expected, but knowing that $500,000 would be my PayPal account soon, I was okay waiting a little longer for it. With that, we went to bed, and like a kid on Christmas Eve, I lay in bed dreaming about how much money would be my account in the morning. The next morning, I was woken up by my wife. At first, I was a little groggy, but her getting ready for work reminded me that she was supposed to quit today. That is, as long as we woke up rich. I needed to check our sales. I ran the computer, and I woke up the monitor. 6,423 of a million emails sent. What? Only 6,000 emails have been sent so far. This was completely throwing off my calculations. Instead of sending a million emails a day, it was going to take weeks to send a full million. As I was rewriting my business plan in my head, Colette told me that she needed to use the phone. And for those of you who don't remember dial-up modems, that meant that I had to pause the email, crawl under the desk, unplug the modem, and replug in the phone. Within seconds, the phone rang. I crawled out from under my desk, almost hitting my head as I answered it. Hello, I muttered. What the bleep are you doing? Explained the stranger on the other line. In the past six hours, we've received over 30 spam complaints from your IP address. We're going to shut you down. Wait, what? Sir, you don't understand. The people I'm emailing have spam-free email addresses. They want me to send them emails. I purchased a list of emails from... Son, that's the definition of spam, he yelled. My heart sank. I vaguely remember him talking about lawyers and fines, but honestly, I just wanted to get off the phone line and hide. After what seemed like forever, I hung up with a huge lump in my throat. Who is that, Colette said. Um, no one. But then I blurted out, just promise me you won't quit your job today, at least not yet. Colette smiled, took the phone, and turned to make her call. I was so frustrated. I thought I had cracked the code. Other people were emailing their lists, so why did I get in trouble when I sent emails to mine? I grabbed my backpack and started the trek back to the college campus, but I felt numb as I walked out the front door. Instead of going to class, I slipped into the computer lab just to see if anything had happened during the night. 
I logged into my PayPal account with this question spinning through my mind. Of the 6,423 people who did get my email, had anyone bought? I waited for the loading screen, loading, loading, and then I saw the dashboard. Every time I had logged into PayPal before, the balance had always been a big fat zero next to it, but not this time. This time the numbers were different. Seven sales made the most beautiful $70 I'd ever seen. It had worked. I was still a little confused though. I knew that the way that I did it was completely wrong and potentially illegal, but I knew that there had to be a right way to build lists that wouldn't get me labeled as a spammer. And so the next step of my journey began. With this newfound hope that I now had, I searched for legitimate list owners so I could see what they were doing. I joined tons of lists and watched the process. What did they do to get me to sign up? What emails did they send? Why did some emails make me want to buy something while others didn't? And then something happened I'd never experienced before. All on the same day, I got emails from dozens of these list owners about a guy whom they called the godfather of internet marketing and how he was retiring. I clicked on the emails and was taken to a long page telling the story of Mark Joyner, who was one of the early pioneers of online marketing, who had made millions of dollars. He was selling off all his intellectual property along with a course of him teaching how he built his company so large and so fast. In the course, he would reveal how he built email lists with millions of people and how he had some of the most visited websites in the world. I knew that I had to buy this product no matter what it took. I had never felt this way before. Something about the way he told his story and made his offer was so irresistible. For just $1,000, I would get access to everything this man had ever created. I looked at the page for weeks until his campaign was almost over and he was about to pull this offer offline forever. The night before he was going to close it down, I lied in bed knowing that on the other side of that $1,000 investment was the key to helping me build my list. I didn't sleep that night, not for one minute. As the sun started to rise, I heard my wife waking up next to me. I knew I had to ask her something, but I was scared. Every online venture over the past 18 months that I had tried had failed. Just a few months earlier, I had gotten our internet access shut off within hours of me telling her she could quit her job. Yes, 23 tests in 18 months, all in an attempt to make money online, had failed. We had no money to our name, I didn't have a job, and Clet was making a whopping $9.50 per hour at hers. I was about to ask her to let me spend $1,000 we didn't have on a hope and a dream. I did the math. It would take her 105 hours of working to earn that money, and that was before taxes. We needed that money for food and rent and everything else. But as she opened her eyes, I asked her to make a sacrifice that I couldn't. She smiled and asked, do you think this will be the one that works? As I'm writing this right now, I'm tearing up. I always say that you can only be as successful as your spouse or significant other will allow you to be. When Clet looked at me in that moment, I knew she believed in me, even though I had no track record of success. I'm so grateful that she did. I told her I felt that this was the key, and if I could figure out how to build a list, then we would be free, and that Mark Joyner was the man who was going to teach us how. She gave me a kiss, told me she believed in me, and with that, I jumped out of bed, ran to the computer, and pulled out our only credit card and typed in the digits. Within seconds, it was done. A week later, I had the course. What I had assumed at that point and what Mark Joyner taught me was the same. The list is the key. That's the big secret. It was the only real asset in any company. The only real secret to business, list building. When you look at the big online acquisitions, it's interesting to see what the companies are actually buying. In September 2005, eBay purchased Skype for $2.6 billion. At the time, eBay was one of the largest online sites and their development team was arguably the best in the world. It would not have been difficult for eBay to clone Skype and make a better product. 
What Skype had that eBay wanted, though, was 54 million members in 225 countries and territories, increasing at a rate of 150,000 new users daily. eBay was purchasing the list. In more recent times, Facebook purchased Instagram and its 30 million users for $1 billion. Obviously, there are many reasons why Facebook made that acquisition, including acquiring their development team and gaining speed to market, but one of the main reasons was to obtain Instagram's member list. We also see it in smaller entrepreneurial type companies. Your list is the key to your current and future success online. This is the best type of traffic, traffic that you own. As of the time of this writing, I have 1.6 million entrepreneurs who are on my email list, hundreds of thousands on my messenger list, over a million following me on my social list, and tens of millions of people on my pixeled list. In fact, my only goal with traffic that I control and traffic that I earn is to convert into traffic that I own. That is what I learned from Mark Joyner. When I'm buying ads, sure, I want to sell a product, but more importantly, I want to get those people on a list first. Because when I buy ads, I'm going to get them to click once. When they join my list, I can email them as often as I like for free instead of just getting them to click once. It's the same with traffic that I earn. I want to direct those people into funnels where I can get their information and get them on my list. That way I can follow up them over and over again. That's why the concept of the break-even funnel and secret number four is so vitally important. All of the traffic I control and earn is always pushed into a front-end funnel that will ask for the visitor to give me their email address, subscribe to a messenger list, or both. That way I can convert them from traffic that I control or earn into traffic that I own, where I can market to them for free over and over again. The different funnel types here are covered in great detail in Dotcom Secrets, but for now I want to show you how we use these front-end funnels to convert clicks into traffic that you own. In both traffic that I control and traffic that I earn, I have some type of call to action or CTA pushing customers into a front-end break-even funnel. For example, at the end of the podcast interview, I might use three different call to actions to get people into my funnels. For example, if I'm using a lead funnel, I might say something like, I'd love to give all your listeners a free copy of my new ebook, Marketing Secrets Black Book, where you can learn 99 marketing secrets that will change your business and change your life. You can download your free copy at marketingsecrets.com slash blackbook. With a lead funnel, you're giving customers something for free in exchange for their email address. We call the thing you're giving away for free a lead magnet because if you create something that is exciting for your dream customers, it'll attract those leads to you just like a magnet. You don't sell anything in this type of funnel, but once they're on your list, the follow-up funnels are where you make your profits. Now, if I was using a book funnel, I would say something like this. I just finished my new book, Expert Secrets, and I'd love to send everyone a free copy if you'll just cover the hard cost of shipping. Just go to expertsecrets.com and let me know where to ship your copy today. With the book funnel, we give them an amazing deal to get a copy of my book where they cover shipping. I send them the book and then the upsells will cover my ad costs and hopefully make a small profit. More importantly though, I create a customer to add to my lists. Now, if I'm using a webinar funnel, I'd say something like this. I have a new web class coming up where I'm showing a new secret funnel strategy that almost nobody knows about that once you understand can take your business from startup to two comma club winner practically overnight. You can register for this free web class at secretfunnelstrategy.com. With the webinar funnel, I invite them into the web class. When they register, they join my list. Then at the end of the web class, I make a special offer which covers my ad spend and ideally makes me a profit. Note, this funnel and how to give this presentation is taught in great detail in Expert Secrets. Do you see how this works? I earn my way onto a platform and then my offer at the end pushes customers into one of my front-end break-even funnels. Each of the funnels is created in such a way that they are giving value at every step of it. With the traffic I control, the process I take leads through is similar. However, unlike earned traffic where I'd be getting in front of the audiences by getting on someone else's show, having someone send an email to their list for me, or letting me guest post on their blog, 
With paid traffic, I create and buy ads. Understanding the value of your list. It's been said that on the low end, you should average about $1 per month for each name on your list. When I got started, that was true. When I had 500 people on my list, I was making about $500 per month. As I grew, these numbers held true for a while. 1,000 people on my list, $1,000 per month. 10,000 people on my list, $10,000 per month. 100,000 people on my list, I was making about $100,000 per month. But as I've gotten better at building a relationship with my list, these numbers have gone up dramatically. As a worst case scenario though, they should follow these metrics. For example, if you know you wanna make $100,000 per year, make sure you're focusing on getting at least 10,000 people on your list. Because 10,000 people times $1 per month times 12 months equals $120,000 a year. If you wanna make at least a million dollars per year, focus on getting 100,000 people on your list. Because 100,000 people times $1 per month times 12 months is $1.2 million. Again, I want to note that these numbers change in every market. Most local businesses may only have 500 to 1,000 people on their list, but because of their ability to build a better relationship with that list, they could be making $50 or $100 per name per month, whereas some types of lists, such as retargeting or social lists, you might only make $0.50 per name. I suggest setting a benchmark of $1 per name per month and then trying to beat it. As a side note, if you think about traditional investments like real estate, I see people all the time spend $250,000 on rental house and hope that it brings them a positive cash flow of $500 per month. They'll then take up to 30 years to pay off that mortgage, in other words, break even, while still having to deal with broken toilets, tenants, and more. List building is a completely different investment model. I might have to pay anywhere from $1 to $5 per lead in Facebook. For this example, let's use the top number. If I paid $5 per lead and only spent $5,000, I would generate 1,000 leads. If I averaged $1 per month per name, after five months, I would break even. And after that, I would have a positive cash flow of $1,000 per month. Having a list also saved me multiple times in my company. Unfortunately, sometimes things happen that require me to get an influx of money quickly or I would lose everything. Traditionally, if I wanted to raise a quarter or a half a million dollars in a weekend, that would be impossible. But because I have a list, however, I could write a few emails, send them to my list, and generate the needed revenue in days. Twice my list has kept me from the inevitable bankruptcy when the market changed and my business was failing. I created a new offer, sent it to the list, and was able to quickly pivot and recover. You might be wondering, now that I've added someone to my list, how does that grow my company? Well, the answer is simple. Now that you have created the most valuable thing inside of your company, you can then direct your subscribers into a follow-up funnel.